But first she must know the science behind the show, she says. How do lesbians have sex? She asked me, how do lesbians have sex? She understood how two guys do, but how do lesbians have sex? Hello, all you lovelies. Welcome back to Sapphic Swingers, episode number 47. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rachel. And it's quite ironic that we named our last episode, There's No Place Like Home. And that was after traveling four weekends in a row. Wow. Little did we know that less than a month later, we'd be quarantined (laughs) and unable to leave the damn house. And I would give anything to go on a vacation right now. But along those lines, I do want to apologize because I had some lame-ass corona jokes in the last episode. And true, I didn't know it was going to be as bad as it is, but that's no excuse. And I do uh, hope everyone is staying safe, sane, and especially sexy. Mm Mm-hmm. Not sure when we can get back to normal, but we are doing our best with what we can. I mean, we've had a bunch of Zoom calls with some sexy friends. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, Vorgy, which I know Euphoria Chronicles talked about on their podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so that included us. It included Casual Swingers, Arnaudi Escapades, uh, Dave and Andy for Dub Date Nation, Average Swingers. And it was fucking awesome. It was a, a call that turned into... Us all getting naked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if that, that term has been coined yet. I, I imagine it has, but we were calling it a vorgy, so virtual orgy. Heck yeah! It started out with us probably talking for hours, I don't even know. And then we're like, hey, anyone wants to take their laptop in the bedroom? Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it happened. Yeah, I don't even remember how much was filmed. I know that we were chatting with Average Swingers one night, and you told me I fell off the bed, so I don't I don't know. During one of our, oh, oh, that our Zoom calls. To, that happened, too. Oh, I don't doubt it. I'm just mad that I can't remember it, because I'd love to laugh at myself. Oh, I don't think Average Swingers was actually on the Vorgy, but we've we've Zoomed with them a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's getting, it's all running together. It's been, I don't know, months, a couple months since we've You been. only drink a little bit. I only drink a lot. <laughs> But we've also had some awesome Zoom calls with uh, Luke and Cindy, Frenchies, Swing Fashions, uh, and, and uh, Emma D from some of the cruises and other swinger activities. Uh, it's you know it's one of the benefits of all this shit going down is that we've we've been able to reach out to people who, although we might text a lot, we don't usually uh, meet up with on Zoom. Right, like these these are the people that we hang out with all the time on cruises, mm-hmm. and so in nice cruise swinger fashion, of mm-hmm. course, mm-hmm. our calls have had themes with them. So mm-hmm. we've done a toga theme. We've done... Um, Tiger King. Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Carol Baskin. <laughs> we have one tomorrow, which we had a little grab bag of uh, thoughts. So people, I'm not sure what people are going to show up in. They might be naked. I don't know. I think the theme was initially like sailor nautical theme. And some of our friends mentioned that the only sailor nautical themes they have is the naked that they do on cruises. Mm. So we said that's perfectly acceptable. I think we just went with any cruise <laughs> cruise theme. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. This should be fun, though. It's always awesome to, to see all their beautiful faces. But I would say that's kind of the silver lining, is we would never have all these discussions with mm-hmm. with them as regularly. Absolutely. If we could socialize. <laughs> and with family. It's, it's been going on. Yeah. Yeah. With your family at least once or twice a week. Yep. My family, it's been one time. <laughs> <laughs> My family is very, very communicative. Yeah, that's 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 the way to put it. Uh, we were also lucky enough to chat with some friends uh, who we hadn't met yet, but they were going to PCAP, which was supposed to be this weekend. I know, uh, but it's been rescheduled October. Not a problem. 
Uh, so yeah, they're like, Hey, let's, you know, would you mind chatting? And we said, absolutely. Uh, we've been friends with them on Twitter and going back and forth on that. So that was really cool. And I think we talked for like four hours. Yeah. We had a Skype date and it was so much fun. Like, it, it was, it, we felt like we'd known them for a mm-hmm. long time and the conversation was super easy. Yeah. And yeah, we couldn't believe, we couldn't believe where the time went. Oh God. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> just like, just like most swingers, if, if, the, you know, if you can converse at least a little bit, then you can talk for for hours and hours. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and now we're looking forward to to getting to meet them in real life. <laughs> yes. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to hug someone in real life. I love you, baby. I love you so much. But we're used to being around so many people and hugging and kissing and I know you licking. Asked, you asked me just that question last week. Yeah. Like, honey, do you remember the last person other than me that you've hugged? Mm-hmm. And I had to sit there and think about it for a minute and. I, I I do 100% remember it was it was the owner of our gym mm-hmm. and I went the last day right before they closed yeah. and he came running up and gave me this big hug and then we both looked at each other we're like oh we probably shouldn't have done that <laughs> and I was like oh it's okay <laughs> <laughs> too late now <laughs> but that like distinctly is in my mind as the last person I hugged uh, I'm trying to remember it's either Hot Mom or the Second Chancers I can't remember who we had a date with first oh and who we had a date with second. I hugged them too. <laughs> okay. No, the gym was after. Everything runs together. Oh my God. So much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were lucky enough right before all the shit got shut down to have a hot date with with a hot mom and second chancers. And we took a little mini road trip to Miami. It's not that far. Maybe Miami Beach. <laughs> Miami Beach. There was this couple we met on the cruise ship. And we, had, we hadn't played with her and. But they've just been inviting us to their house over and over again. And with Rachel working from home at that point, we said, all right, screw it. Let's, you know, it's a Wednesday at 2 p.m. Let's, let's drive down and hang out. And they were having maybe 10 or 12 people over. It was before everything got really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And we were, we had the best time. <laughs> you know, they said Miami Beach and, you know, we looked it up on the map and I'm like, holy crap. I was like, they're right on the water. They have a really nice boat, allegedly. Yes. And we rolled up, and we're like, damn. Because you never would guess it. Like, lifestylers, if, if they're flaunting their money, it's not somebody we really want to hang out with. We just, like, down to earth. And that's how they, they always came off as. Absolutely. And we, we didn't know that it was going to go from, oh, let's let's go on our yacht and have, <laughs> have like, a yacht and dinner to us sleeping over and having playtime with her and all that stuff. We ain't mad. Oh, it, it, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> and we brought we brought pipe. Piper, and Piper was mm-hmm. a star. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows Piper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they said we're having a bunch of people over, hanging by the pool, and we're taking the yacht out. Uh, it was gorgeous. We, we sailed around. You know, the sun, the sun went down, went back to the house, cooked dinner. And then finally, when we couldn't keep our hands off each other, we, uh, we went to the bedroom. <laughs> I don't know where everyone else was. We escaped just with her and... Um, yeah. And her husband. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was a true gentleman, as, he, pro- as he promised he would be. Mm-hmm. I had the best time. He was he was uh, steering the ship, and I was sitting next to him. And just, honestly, just having the one-on-one for probably like 45 minutes or so, an hour, I was like, this guy is so freaking cool. Because we never had got a chance like on the cruise ships to sit down and do that. They don't go to the club too much, if at all. So I, I just loved that, that time mm-hmm. I got to hang out with him. And he was like, you know what? He goes, here's some things that she likes in bed. I said, well, I don't want to be presumptuous and assume that we're going to 
we're gonna have sex and he's like oh be presumptuous <laughs> he's like you're gonna have well, sex she, with her she, she was definitely flirting with us a lot in the cruise and I know that was when you weren't feeling great and mm-hmm. so we we didn't really have playtime with a lot on the mm-hmm. cruise yeah I mean I, I kind of knew it was gonna happen we brought our toy back <laughs> yeah oh well, we always bring the toy back and Piper and, and Piper <laughs> so so we had everything we needed <laughs> we had a good time very good time. It, was, it was fantastic <laughs> I wish I could remember, just like falling off the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking forward to when stuff gets a little more normal and maybe mm-hmm. maybe going on their boat for like a long weekend, like oh. going to Bahamas or something. Oh, love it. Yeah, it's beautiful. They have like a three-bedroom, three-bath oh. three on, yep. on the yacht. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, and, you know, we're fortunate. And we don't care if you have money. It's, you know, I'm not mad. <laughs> as long as you're a cool person, it's all about you and personality and, you know, if you're a kind person. Um, I don't care if they sweat floors for a living, you know, right. it's, it's about the person and usually at the club, you know, you can, you don't know what someone does. Um, and you know, just get to know them for who they are and not how much money they've made. And we just got lucky. They have a, have a really nice house and yeah. boat, but if they didn't, we wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. We had no idea what to expect and yeah. wow. Yeah. It was, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. You, you did say when things get back to normal and we just learned that trapeze is opening, uh, March I'm sorry. Oh my God. I don't, even, I don't know what month this is, what year this is. May. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what month this is. Uh-huh. May 20th, Trapeze is opening. <laughs> or March 98th. <laughs> it could absolutely be March 98th, 3016. I don't have a fucking clue. Uh, so we're, we're happy for them. Uh, I know there's so many employees that, that are there that need to get that open again. Uh, I think we might wait a little bit just to make sure. Everything's all good because I don't think you can socially distance. If I see a hot girl a trap, which we always do, mm-hmm. uh, we're not going to be able to keep. There's no way in hell we can socially distance. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what's going to be going on there, but uh, best the of luck sex- to them. The sexy ladies always draw us in. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> Less uh, than six feet away. <laughs> but we hope everything goes well and everyone stays safe. Uh, we can't wait to get back. Honestly, it's had we known that the last weekend was the last weekend there, you know. Uh, of course, yeah. <laughs> So the only thing on our calendar, or we have two things on our calendar right now. The first is the end of August, which Mm -hmm. is the Euphoria Foam Party. Mm -hmm. And, oh my God, we have our fingers crossed that please, please let everything be normal and let that take place. Foam again in 2020. Fuck yeah. Be there. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck shit up. (laughs) I hope it goes through. And the other event that we have on the calendar is Podcast of Palooza, which was initially supposed to be this weekend and got rescheduled for October 9th through 12th. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be running the Chicago Marathon that weekend. <laughs> Slacker. But uh, instead, I guess I'll have to settle for a marathon of Ooh. partying and sexy times with that sounds awesome way, people. Way better than running 26 miles. 26.2. Oh, please. You, you know you crawl the last point, too. I've been there. I've cheered you on. I've seen it. <laughs> so Kate and Daryl have done an amazing job from, uh, swinging down under to, to get this all. The logistics of it, I can't even imagine. It's I get- think it's Kate. <laughs> oh, okay, it's Kate. Screw, screw you, Daryl. Men are worthless, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, to get all this back on track, I can't even imagine. So uh, give her a good shout-out when you see her. She's doing a killer job, and we all want this to happen, and hopefully uh, we're good to go for October. But as as today is Friday, May 15th, Mm. um, let's just say it might be a good thing it got postponed because it's been raining all day long. 
horrible weekend. It's going to be yeah. a horrible rainy, rainy weekend. And October in South Florida is gorgeous. Yes. It's not going to be cold. <laughs> It'll just be really, really good. It's going to be fucking awesome. Let's do a quick recap. So Podcast Palooza is a three-day, four-night, no. 1,300 days, <laughs> 1,400 nights. It's three, four, five, six days. We don't know. It's <laughs> a hotel takeover. Four-day, three-night. I always confuse the two. Uh, I'm like, I'm, like I'm, thinking, I'm thinking how many days we're going to be there. Math, but, uh, math is hard. Yes. Well, you're confused because uh, swing, um, average swingers and casual swingers are going to come and hang out with us before PCAP. So, yes, it's going to be more days than that. At our, at our house, we're going to hang yes. out and fuck shit up here in Fort Lauderdale. So maybe that's confusing you. Yeah, I think so. But so it's a hotel takeover with um, 10 awesome podcasters and content creators. Yep. And we're going to be doing seminars. There's there's theme nights. It's going to be freaking awesome. Yeah. And if you check out our uh, our website, sapphicswingers.blogspot.com, it has a link that can tell you all about it if you yeah. want to join us. Yeah, and and because it got moved as well, a couple, I think it was mm-hmm. almost sold out, but a couple rooms opened up. So there mm-hmm. there are there is still some availability. I think there might be about 10 rooms total left. Well, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yes. Can't <laughs> wait. So a while back, uh, Rachel and I started talking about this cheesy-ass lesbian movie we were watching. And we got to thinking it might be kind of fun to do a podcast uh, about LGBT movies and shows. Heck yeah! <laughs> so while we're sitting there drunk, probably and just barfing at this Into, horrible oh, movie, oh for sure. <laughs> I, th- I think it was one of those movies where it was so low budget that y- yeah, like you could see the microphone in the shot. Str- yeah, yeah, the microphone strings like in the ceiling. The, yeah, from the se- shot. several times. <laughs> but it was so cheesy, we couldn't stop watching. I was like, I have to see how this ends. Right. <laughs> Well, you've already invested an hour. You might as well right. finish it. I want to see. Do they get together? Do they not get together? Uh, so we took a few notes while we were laughing at that ridiculous movie. Uh, so hopefully that'll help keep us on task. So we jotted down a few things. Um, probably won't because I, I, I go on tangents all the time. So our topic is going to be discussing LGBT movies and TV shows that mm-hmm. have been important to us. Mm-hmm. And with a focus more on the L. Ooh, why? <laughs> Luscious ladies. <laughs> Lothario. <laughs> yes, we'll focus a little bit more on the L, but we hope to try and be inclusive, because that's how we all should be. And But more on the lesbian. Yeah, well, <laughs> chicks are hot, what do you want? And we know there's a shit ton of movies and shows out there, and you might hear us and be like, uh, you don't like any of them, or we forgot every one of the good ones. It's just, you know, just what we sat down and, uh, and decided we would talk about. But, you know, it's just our opinions, and we're drunk, so whatever. Yeah, I mean, we, we may have seen a bunch more, but these are the ones that are coming to our mind yeah. as, as we're chatting. And for sure, like, as we edit this, or make Rach edit it, or she doesn't get any dinner. Uh, we'll what? think. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> we'll think of some other stuff, but hey, Can we whatever. make Piper edit it? Yes, Piper can edit. <laughs> All right, so let's kick it off at the very beginning. A very good place to start, so I've heard. Uh, how about you, Rach? What's the first time you saw either LGBT character or LGBT-themed movie or show? Hmm. I think I was, like, a freshman in high school. And the first TV show that I remember with a gay character was My So-Called Life. It was, like, oh. uh, a little sitcom on MTV. I don't think it was a sitcom. It was a drama. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. One, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> but I, all I remember is uh, Wilson Cruz, and I remember he was... Um, he was a gay character on the show, and it resonated with me. And that was like that was the first one that I remember seeing like a gay character on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I think right around the same time, the sitcom Ellen um, had premiered. 
Because I know that was when I was in high school. Was but that, I, I, I never watched it. Is but... that Ellen Moskowitz? <laughs> <laughs> oh, DeGeneres. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what they call it in Boca. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I never watched that sitcom, but I remember, I remember it was a big news story when like mm-hmm. Ellen, the character, came out. How about you, Wilson, Wilson Cruz, like he was, that was either one of the first gay characters that was out or first gay man who was also playing gay character or something like that. I remember, I, I don't remember exactly. I, could say, I think there's only one season of it and I, I caught it in glimpses, but I saw that it was, that was pretty awesome. Pretty groundbreaking. Oh yeah. Because it must have been when you were in high school. I was a freshman. So probably like 1923 or something? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's when I graduated high school. <laughs> My bad. For me... Uh, I'm going to go a little bit outside the box uh, and tell you a little story. My, my two older sisters would drag me to the Dollar Theater. Uh, so they have movies that were, after maybe they've been out for a month or so, you could go see them for a buck, which is pretty awesome down in Miami. And they took me to see The Abyss, which I dragged my feet on, but absolutely fucking adored. Um, that wasn't a gay or lesbian. No, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Come <laughs> I, on. I have memories about The Abyss. Slow down. Slow <laughs> and down. I was with a dude. Slow down, dude. <laughs> Uh, but then they also took me to see Fried Green Tomatoes. And although it's not explicitly a lesbian movie or lesbian characters, I'm sorry, those chicks were in love. That was like such a great lesbian movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. I just, I loved everything about it. Like the way they looked out for each other and took care of each other. I'm like, that's just like the best lesbian movie where no women ever kiss. <laughs> so that was sort of my first lesbian in my mind. I saw them as lesbian characters. Um, I'm struggling to actually remember the first time because I was always, I was so like trying to shelter myself from admitting that I had feelings for any women. Um, I don't know, actually. I really couldn't tell you. All right. I'm going to throw out one more because the TV show that I remembered was with a gay character, but the first lesbian character movie that I remember was Chasing Amy. Oh, <laughs> you know, that was a pretty important movie because like it had like Ben Affleck and uh, Joey Lauren Adams. Yep. Uh, Matt Damon made a, a cameo on it. Um, I forgot who the other guy was on that movie, but yeah, there was like, that was the first time like it was a little more mainstream uh, movie instead of mm-hmm. just these little independent films. And yeah, I think that that came out when I was a freshman in college. And yeah, that was the first true lesbian hmm. movie or lesbian character I remember in movies. Yeah, and that was pretty uh, dominant character, although it's, you know, they made her bi pretty much, which, made, which well, is annoying. <laughs> well, she does end up with a woman at the end. I don't know. Do they say? Do they actually say how she ends up? I don't think they ever say exactly who she ends up with. They don't ever say. I, you know, that, that movie also has a special place in my heart because I... I went to rent it when I was in, I think I was still in college or the year after college. And I was so nervous I went a town over because I don't want to run into anybody. <laughs> Incognito. At the video store, get my VHS. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would rent it like four more times after that. I was starting to wonder if the chick behind the counter was into me. I don't know. <laughs> No, I felt so weird. I was like, oh, are they going to think I'm a lesbian? Like, you know, we're talking about Armpit of the South, Georgia. You know, surprised I even had it, to be honest. But yeah, that, that movie had some significance for me too. But one thing I really liked about seeing, you know, LGBT characters on TV or movies, I'm like, hey, there's somebody else like me, you know, I can relate to, I can, you know, I can understand their feelings. So, you know, it was always kind of cool, like to, anytime I'd find any glimpse of a LGBT character, I'd, I'd just latched on to whatever it was. Absolutely. And I did the same. It was, it was, yeah, you could see yourself in somebody, mm-hmm. um, or just checking out hot chicks, either way. <laughs> uh, yeah, masturbating and <laughs> fantasizing and all that. 
But yeah, to be able to relate to to a character was pretty pretty empowering. Speaking of masturbating, how about the hottest or the best sex scene in an LGBT movie or TV oh, show? Good question. I did cheat a little bit because Monogamish Marriage had posted something about one movie. Let's see if you if you uh, if you saw saw the tweet too. I mean, we're pretty versed in in a lot of a lot of LGBT movies and. There was one that we started watching on Netflix, uh, Blue is the Warmest Color. Yes, that's the one monogamous. And holy shit, that they, they do such an amazing buildup of that relationship and then the sex scene, mm-hmm. and we never finished watching that movie. <laughs> Still don't know how it ends. So if anyone wants to just shoot us a direct message and let me know, because I have no clue how it ends. I, I will never get past that scene, because it's so fucking hot. It was so hot, so... And, and not, not a short little... Usually get, like, a minute or two. Right. I, th- I, I think. I don't know. It's been a while since we've actually watched it, but I think it's a good, like, few handful of minutes. We wa- yeah, we never finished it. <laughs> yeah. Get too horny. Damn you. Warmest color. Uh, yeah, that's a definitely hot one. Uh, one that we saw... <laughs> it was crazy. We had some big hurricane coming through, allegedly, in, in South Florida. And so we um, we went up to be at your mom's house with Scotty and Miss Depp, and yeah, my mom was like out of town. She's like, yeah. "Oh, take take her over the house. I have a generator. We're like I have, done. <laughs> I have a stocked wine cabinet. Yeah, yeah we're, yep. The grill, the liquor. It was. I mean, the, the most damage that happened during that hurricane was my liver damage. Oh yeah, that uh, was hurricaning in style. Oh, it was glam glamorous. <laughs> I don't know how to say glamorous hurricane sheltering, but somebody figure out a word for it. It's not glamping, obviously. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you had downloaded some, some movies, and we watched uh, Blow Her Mouth. Oh, yeah. Which had a really hot scene where uh, the two girls are on a date, and one girl just can't fucking wait another second, so they, they fuck in the parking lot, and one of the gals has a like a strap-on or um, some kind of penal device. <laughs> oh, I'm getting turned on as you're talking about it, babe. It's, it's actually what inspired one of my, one of my new fantasies, which uh, I, I guess I could tell. I don't know. If you're prefacing it like that, of course you have to tell. All right. So you, me, and another hot girl are at a restaurant. You know, whenever you can be at a restaurant. (laughs) All of us have skirts on, no underwear, of course. Some fuck me pumps would be nice, though. And one of us has uh, has a strap on, and we all start playing with each other at a table. We get so turned on, we have to go in the bathroom and fuck, because we cannot wait a second. Just like that movie. You gotta fuck right there and... Ah, but the bathroom is so clean. High. The bathroom was super duper clean. I checked it out. Don't worry, <laughs> super clean. Lots of hand sanitizer, soap. There's a you know somebody in there waiting to clean up after you. It's just it's all good. Another really hot sex scene that I remember f- was in a movie called Better Than Chocolate, where the girls have edible body paint and mm-hmm. they're painting each other and they're both artists and stuff and they're super super fucking <laughs> we definitely need to get some of that edible paint that'd be fun i remember when when we got our um our body painting done on the cruise ship like it was it was kind of hot like standing there naked pretty much and the brush is going all over your body i was like all right not bad <laughs> well you you had the female body painter the male painted me uh-huh. and he was super respectful as oh he was God. getting as he as he was getting close to mm-hmm. like my nipples or whatever he asked me if i wanted to take the brush he and was do so it. cute oh my god <laughs> that was adorable oh you know what's kind of funny about um better than chocolate when i was in the army i had seen the movie and i knew that it opened up with a like a, a show where that the, one of the main characters is on stage singing i think the song was like julie christie or something are they lip syncing? Uh, and when I was in the army, there was a girl who had no problem like 
putting pride stickers on her laptop. And this don't ask, don't tell. So damn. But she's like, yeah, she had it on her laptop, and and you know, from what I could could ascertain was that she didn't give a shit because they weren't allowed to ask her if she was gay, so she could put the stuff. And we would get uh, weekends off here in AIT, which is your advanced training, and we'd all go into DC and party and get hotel rooms. And we happened to be like sharing a hotel room with like ten other people because we'd all just go in on it. And she started singing that song. Like, trying to see if I recognized it. And I totally did. But I couldn't say anything. You know, I didn't want to get busted. <laughs> but I remember, so it's kind of funny, like, the opening of Better Than Chocolate. Did like, you ever feel like she was sitting on you? No, I don't think so. I never got that feeling. She was a little bit, uh, she was in a different class of mine. So she, she graduated before. we. You know, I was there for six months, I think. But she was probably gone after a month or two. Mm. But it's kind of funny, yeah. It's just kind of full circle. <laughs> <laughs> so she's seen that movie. Oh, she's definitely seen the movie. <laughs> So we just talked about the sexy scenes in movies. How about we go to the funny side? Mm. What is a lesbian movie that was funny, that was on your radar? Uh, one we saw recently when we were flying to Dallas. It was called The Feels. And it, it actually had um, Constance Wu, if any of y'all know Crazy Rich Asians or Fresh Out the Boat. And... I, I imagine whoever was on that plane with us was just annoyed as hell because we because I don't have the quietest <laughs> laugh. We laughed the hell out of that flight. <laughs> I laughed so much at this movie; it was insane. Uh, it, it's just you know another one of those again indie movies. There's not a ton of like mainstream LGBTQ movies that are out there, so you got to kind of dig around for them. But one of the main reasons I laughed at it so much there was a an actress um, Ever Maynard that was on there. She's like a stand up improv woman. And she was fucking hilarious. She reminded me of um, Fortune Feimster, or I don't know say her last name, Feimster, and a little bit of uh, Melissa McCarthy. She was hilarious. Like, yep. every, every time she was on the screen, like, I couldn't help but just watch and wait for her to say something funny. She was awesome. But the whole cast was, was you know, it was good. Oh, and she played, like, a more butchy lesbian character on yeah. that. And, it, yeah. But her, her comic timing was yeah. it, it was super impressive. That movie was really funny. <laughs> What's a, what was the premise of that movie? Uh, it was uh, these two gals that were engaged, and they were having their engage, their uh, bachelorette party up in this like little cabin in the woods. And then the serial killer shows up, and he starts slashing. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. I watch a lot of horror movies. That's, that's not the premise. Um, so they get high, and they're drinking one night and partying. And one of the um, fiancés admits in front of everyone that she's never actually had an orgasm. So her fiance is like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> She's like, I've given you many orgasms. <laughs> She's like, nope. So it just, you know, kind of evolves around that. And they're saying, are we ready to be together? Blah, blah, blah. But just watch it forever. She's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was a fantastically funny movie. The, I know there's one that we both like a lot. The, the one that comes to my mind immediately from a funny perspective is, but I'm a cheerleader. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's satirical. It's, it's about this teenager who gets sent to a camp to re- rehabilitate because mm-hmm. um, she's attracted to women and her parents can't deal with that and she needs to be heterosexual. Right. And so, and the- so watching all her homosexuals trying to do heterosexual roles mm-hmm. is just funny as hell. It's like a 1950s camp where it's like the women yeah. will be in the kitchen, kitchen <laughs> cooking and, and the men will be chopping wood. <laughs> and the women will go to finishing school. And <laughs> it just, it's like, it's a sad stereotypical look at way, the way men and women should be in a relationship or, you know, in, in general. Uh, but it, you know, had a lot of funny parts, but also like, you know, kind of a little bit of dark comedy sort of, because it's sad that people would think you can 
send someone to a camp and make them not the way they are, you know. Um, but yeah, it's good. And RuPaul's in it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race. Start your engines. <laughs> um, there's some there's some really really campy gay movies out there too. I actually introduced Rachel to another gay movie, which was pretty funny. Uh, which we watched very <laughs> recently, and we're watching this movie, and I look at Tiff, and I'm like, oh my god, I know that guy. It was one of the main characters of the movie, and I'm watching it and thinking in my mind, like, another 30 seconds, and I'm like, oh my god, I grew up with him. <laughs> I, like, from, I would say from elementary school all through we went through high school together and then mm-hmm. i knew i knew he got into acting and stuff like that and went out to california mm-hmm. but it was just so weird to see yeah. him see him in especially this type of movie because right. he was he was always like a ladies man ah uh, well there's a man's man in the movie <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i don't think he's gay in real life but it was no he isn't, <laughs> he isn't but he's he's a sweetheart mm-hmm. yeah that movie was pretty funny so it's like this group of four guys that they're like they pledge to lose their anal virginity, you know, by the summer's end. So kind of like American Pie. Um, so I had a lot of funny like moments. I mean, it was it was campy again. I, I think you know what I mean when I say campy. <laughs> so what does it feel like? It doesn't feel like an apple pie. It feels oh, like it a, what, a quiche Lorraine. <laughs> yeah, something like a warm quiche Lorraine. I don't know what they said. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh god. Oh, there's so many more. I can't think though. I'm on the spot. There's, you know, a lot of movies that have, like, funny little characters on the side, but, like, those are some that are kind of more yeah, just all-out funny or dark comedy. Yeah, we'd be here for months if we tried to talk about every single little funny moment. <laughs> so, in writing down our notes, we thought we know the most about the L, and we do watch a lot of the boys and the and the buys, but we, we really thought about what we know about the transgender movies, or where their characters are portrayed in not a negative way because so many times they're they're seen as you know some disgusting person which is horrible and we'll be honest real quick um we want to be as correct and as possible with terminology we use when it comes to the transgender community and if we misspeak in any way please let us know and please understand that we're doing our best we want to honor your, you and your community um but we might not get it 100 percent correct because Honestly, it's some. It's it's not the community that we're the most familiar with. Um, I probably should have done some research. <laughs> so, if we get something wrong, please know that we're not trying to insult anyone. Um, but we thought we'd talk about a few movies and shows that that we've come across and that we really like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that represent that community. Yeah, and it's cool that there's more and more because there should be. Um, some someone joked and said, "Well, the LGBT is in order of um, what's most accepted." Oh. Uh, which I've heard somebody say, truth or not, I don't know. Some people call it GLBT, but usually the T comes at the end. I don't know. But um, I will say, uh, I know I'm talking a lot, then I'll let Rich jump in here. Uh, I did see The Crying Game when I was in high school on a double date. Awkward. <laughs> not awkward because of what happened. I didn't know the secret of The Crying Game at the time. Not a problem. But I was like on a date with a guy, which, ew. Uh, and somebody I didn't know. It was like a blind double date. <laughs> So I'm sitting next to my best friend in high school, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. But, like, you can tell the guys are like, I'm looking at dick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that was, like, the first time I'd seen, you know, anything other than, you know, cisgender movie. And I was like, all right, nothing wrong. Like, they still went along and got along, the the couple. 
Yeah, I remember the crying game. That, like, pushed the envelope. Oh, uh, big time. Yeah. And I think it did really well. Did it do? I, I'd mm-hmm. have to look it yeah. up. But I think it did really well, in the, um, which is shocking for it. was must have been 90, 1993, maybe, 92. I don't even remember. Are you aging yourself? Shut it. <laughs> I'm like, fine cheese. I just get worse with age. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. How about a fine wine? No, I'm cheese. <laughs> I'm feta cheese. <laughs> Turning more and more blue. <laughs> I would say a show that we watched that portrayed the the tea pretty amazingly was Transparent, and it was um, it was on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and it was like a, a dramedy. Um, I'm a is dramedy. that a word? I'm a dramedy. Yes, it's a drama comedy. It's me. <laughs> it's in our wedding vows, honey. Look it up. <laughs> it was a drama with a family and how they deal with the fact that their father, um, who's lived his, most of his life as a man, uh, comes out as a trans woman. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a lot of comedic aspects to it as well, but um, it deals a lot with sexuality issues, and it it was pretty incredible to to just kind of watch. Um, a main character. Yeah, a main character yeah. as coming out as a trans woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, they show that he had always had, and if I'm using the wrong pronouns, I apologize. I'll say they, that they had always had that uh, predilection to want to be a woman, but just didn't have the the, the ability yet to, to be themselves. So uh, it's, it was really, really good, really good show. Yeah, and, and they actually uh, get into all kinds of different, a little bit, there's some characters getting swinging, uh, bisexuality. Polly a little bit. It, it has a lot of issues uh, as well as some some other ones. Lesbian, lesbianism, yeah, yeah. yeah. It has it. It, really, it covers the whole spectrum. It does. It does. <laughs> uh, another movie I saw. I don't think you've seen it, Rach. It's called Boy Meets Girl. Doesn't um, sound familiar. Okay, yeah, it's a male to female transgender uh, gal that is in like some rural city in Kentucky, but dreams about being like a New York community designer. Uh, really good. No, don't look it up. Rachel's looking it up right now. I already, I already <laughs> tried to find it on, uh, I think last night when I was drunk, I was trying to find it because I was thinking about it and doing the podcast today. Uh, I like that a lot. I thought it was really well done. Um, a Soldier's Girl. That, uh, you want to talk about that one? We watched that together. Yeah, yeah. And that's about a soldier who falls for a pre-op trans uh, woman who was doing like a drag show. Uh, I think it was just like a transgender show. I Trans- think. Uh, okay. I, it's been a while, but um, I thought it was a drag show. It could be. And could be. he thought he thought she was a woman, and then mm. dis- and then throughout through the movie discovers that she's transgender. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, it's based on a true story. Yeah. And it was don't ask, don't tell. Mm-hmm. At the end of the movie, he he was murdered. He, yeah, he gets killed by one of the guys who actually took him to the club in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's been it was just a while a, since we saw it. The but. homophobia and the and the aggression towards you know is is in, in that movie is is insane. It's really well done though, uh, really sad and and heartbreaking. Um, that you couldn't be in love. And like I was in in the army doing a still tell, so I can you know understand trying to hide it. But he was a little he was a little more out with it. Not saying it was his fault at all. There shouldn't have, you know no one deserves to be killed for who they love. It's mm-hmm. horrible. Oh, I want to say it's even more heartbreaking because it is based on the true story. I mean, oh, it's yeah. not it's not someone just thinking of how how we can create a, mm-hmm. an interesting storyline. But it's so crazy because like it wasn't like the soldier was hitting on his fellow soldiers. It wasn't like he was doing anything. They just said, "Let me hurt you and kill you for being the way you are." Right. And that's For fucking love. terrible. Horrible. Yeah. 
Um, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone's looking oh, for a God. tearjerker. <laughs> Jesus. A tearjerker, very well done. A soldier's girl. <laughs> it, that was really good. And that the, uh, the character it's based on, I think it's Calpurnia Adams. Uh, she's gone on to do uh, some a lot of some other stuff too. So I haven't looked her up in a while. I think she did a reality show on MTV. But oh, really? Yeah, it was like a dating show. Uh, I think so, but uh, don't quote Rachel on that. Oh shit, I'm, I'm <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> Ow! Uh, another show we found this year, uh, since we got Showtime to watch L Word Generation Q, uh, is called Work in Progress, and. It's uh, created by Abby uh, McKeenan, um, and it's semi-autobiographical. Say that word. Semi-autobiographical. Autobiographical. Autoniagraphical. <laughs> Semi-autoniagraphical. <laughs> and I, I was trying to uh, compose the words to describe it uh, without being disrespectful. Without being disrespectful. But you're Tiff. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm Tiff. So I did grab the description offline. So I'm sorry, online. Good Lord. I did grab the... Uh, <laughs> I said prescription. <laughs> I did grab the description online. So I'm going to go ahead and read that to you. <laughs> the series follows self-identified fat queer dyke, Abby. I would never call her that. I'm just reading. reading She's from awesome. <laughs> uh, fat queer dyke, Abby as her plans to commit suicide, are you happy, are complicated by unexpected romance with an adorable trans man, Chris, who's 20 years her junior. Yeah, it's it's a fascinating show. It's it's very raw, right? And yeah. real and heartbreaking and funny and just... It, and intense. It, it, yeah. And, yeah. It pulls you in, but you're like, oh my God, like, there's so much... And it's, it's, it's funny because the character, Abby, has been made fun of because of... The character Pat from Saturday Night Live. I'm sure you all have seen yeah. it. Hey, it's Pat. What's that? Like, is it a guy or a girl? Which was like, what a nightmare, like, for transgender people to, or people who are, you know, um, it was difficult to tell their gender, which, whatever. So a big part of it is Pat is actually, Julia Sweeney is actually in the show. And Abby's like, you ruined my life. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, a, it's a really, really good show. If you got Showtime or if you want to pick it up on Hulu, it's uh, really worth watching. Along with, uh, I think, our la- our one more we got here, right? Tiff sort of mentioned that we got Showtime to watch The L Word Generation Q, mm-hmm. which was a re-release of The L Word this year, and it included a lot of the characters from the initial L Word and kind of where are they now. It was, it was 10 years since L Word ended, mm-hmm. and it covers the entire spectrum. So now this this series includes uh, polyamory, it includes... It has um, it had four transgender characters. It has teen lesbianism. Um, so much awesome stuff. Yeah, not one, not two, not three, four. Four Char- transgender characters or actors, because there's one that hasn't uh, come out as transgender as the as the character, but is in real life. And I'm like, holy crap, that is so cool. There were some pretty good sex scenes in that. Yes, show too. there were. I think the very first episode, like first scene, you know, it's two chicks banging, like, hey. <laughs> we're like, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, glad we paid the extra add on for Hulu. <laughs> so now that we covered some of our, some of our transgender brothers and sisters. Yes. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's go to the next question, which, honey, what is your favorite, favorite, mm. favorite in capital letters? Ugh. Lesbian. How do you spell favorite? TV show or movie, <sighs> or both? Maybe you get one of each. 
I noticed you didn't ask me what my favorite lesbian book was. Because <laughs> you don't read. Because I don't read. <laughs> oh, God. That is so incredibly hard. Calling people asking me my favorite horror movie. It's like, you got to segment it, right? In my opinion, I think you got to segment. If I had to pick one, oh, that's so hard. I mean, L Word is definitely way up there. But it's also ridiculous. So I might go with High Art with Ali Sheedy. Um, I think it was pretty, I think it was really well done. I think it was well acted. I think it was a good build up. I think, and spoiler alert, when they finally have sex, the one gal who's never done it with a woman before is, you know, she's, she's scared. She's, she cries, you know, before they even do anything. And she's like, this is a really serious moment. I think it was a good representation of, yeah, you want to do it, but it's like, you know, it's emotional and it's big time. First time I thought it had a good build up, and I don't know. There's a lot. Obviously, L Word, I think, is it's, it's classic. It's uh, groundbreaking. It came out in, what, like 2004 or something, maybe? I think it was earlier than that. I think it was oh. right after I graduated college. I want to say it was... All right, look it up. Uh, I don't know. Well, didn't we say it was 10 years? Yeah, so right about 2004, then, because it was five or six seasons. Okay. It was, it was having the main cast as lesbian or bisexual women that were driving the whole thing. And they brought up so many issues with um, everything. with Vicarious coming out, mm-hmm. um, lesbian parenting, yeah, cheating, adopting. transgender. Homophobia, of course. <laughs> yeah. It, it was also super ridiculous. Like, a group of that hot women, you know, just don't hang out together. <laughs> but it was, good to, it was good to see it. It had some awesome fuck scenes. Oh, my God. I haven't masturbated that show a hundred times. Well, and I will say also, I mean, that's for sure, obviously, it's iconic and for sure one of my favorite shows, but it holds a sweet spot in my heart because the very first weekend that you and I spent together, (laughs) Tiff was wearing a tank top that said, Shane is my hero, (laughs) and Shane is fucking hot in Elward, and Tiff looked (laughs) fucking hot in in this tank, and... I have a picture of that somewhere. If I can find it, I'll post it. <laughs> and, yeah, I will say that shirt did not um, last all day. No, uh, no, uh. not at all. Well, it's funny because uh, I, I first got Netflix right when I got out of the Army, and I started getting the, the DVDs delivered to me. So I could not wait for the old word to get delivered. I started watching it like a fiend. It was like freaking Christmas every time I got those DVDs. <laughs> well, so then there was there was like... I, I'm going to call it the little sister to the L word. And it was another series and it was called lip service. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a British series and it's, it's a group of lesbians. I think it was based in Scotland. And so similar to the L word, it's, it, they're focusing on, on their lives, their relationships, indiscretions, <laughs> um, all that stuff. And damn, there's some good sex scenes in that mm-hmm. show. Yeah, they do a good job. <laughs> <laughs> I started, I like, I happened upon it at work and started just kind of listening to Bad it in the idea. when I'm doing like data analytics and just boring shit. Like <laughs> I need some entertainment on my iPhone and I started getting so friggin' turned on that <laughs> I had to run to the bathroom. Nice. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's a good show. <laughs> and, and the, uh, the brother to L word would have to be queer as folk, which we mm. absolutely adore. One of our favorite. Yeah. That one was more real, less like, Silly, like the L word, because they went into some stupid shit. Queer as Folk was also on Showtime, and that was actually before L word. I think it was mm-hmm. um, 
just actually during quarantine, they were doing a fundraiser for various LGBT centers, the Aww. queer, the queerest folk cast. Yeah. And they said it was 20 years since, since oh queerest folk I can't believe that. came out. And it was so amazing to see this cast that yeah. we watched for years. We, um, we adore that show. It, it took, just, took on more, uh, serious issues, you know, drug abuse, uh, you know, physical abuse, you know, gay bashings. Yeah. Um, just, you know, a child, a, a gay guy coming out and his parents rejecting him. Uh, just a lot more serious stuff. Really good show. We, just, we, we still listen to it when we fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those shows that we know everything that's happening. So yeah, we can, we can go to sleep and close our eyes and picture what's, what's happening. Mm-hmm. There was a hot threesome scene though in that, in that. They do have a lesbian characters. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, they did have a hot, hot threesome. So did you, um, we mentioned Elroy, did you have a favorite movie? Favorite is such a weird word. I know, I know, I know. One of my favorites that's coming to mind is Imagine Me and You, which was just this freaking adorable romantic comedy. And one of the things I connected with is the the (laughs) girl's name is Rachel. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, goodness, yes. (laughs) And she's a newlywed. She just marries, marries her husband. And... The florist at her wedding, she has this immediate attraction to, mm. and they they become they become friends and and ultimately have a relationship. Mm. There, there's love, there's passion, all this stuff grows in that relationship, and so it was like I guess it was like an affair that happens during the yeah. movie. And mm-hmm. while while I don't ever condone affair, she she <laughs> does she does end up uh, and they're super hot. Yeah, both of them are super hot. <laughs> She, yeah, she does end up leaving leaving yeah. him at the end for yeah. her, and it was this beautiful, mm. like her chasing after after her love at the end. Yeah, and I, I like to I always like to build up anything, and there's no you know gratuitous sex scene, but they're just just to watch her realize that she cares so much for somebody else, and, and to watch that that relationship and, grow. Yeah, yeah. There's one scene where they're they're sitting next to each other, and, and the the one is married, just picturing. How good it would feel just for their pinkies to touch, and it's, it's something about it is so like sensual and, and sexy about it. Even though it's not even actually happening, just in her mind, she's picturing how how hot it would be just to touch her pinky. Like I'm, I'm like, that's awesome. I'm not gonna say that we just grab pinkies. Oh, pinky, <laughs> <laughs> pinky loving, having a blast. <laughs> so yeah, it's hard to pick just one favorite. And now let's let's do like a rapid fire, one and one. Some more that we love a lot. You can't explain it because we'll be here all fucking night. All right. And you're naked and I'm naked and that's just not going to work. So. Uh, uh, I think that works perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all uh, right. Are you going first or am I? Uh, you can go ahead. I got to think about it. I got to look at my list. We did write some stuff down. Let me see if I can pick one. All right. Rapid fire. Fa- uh, favorite of mine kind of early on in my lesbian movie viewing. This isn't rapid. Come on. Bound. Uh, Fingersmith. Never saw it. <laughs> no comments. You just rapid. You were terrible at this rapid fire. Puccini for beginners. Ah, uh, Lost Girl. That's a TV show. Oh, we said TV yeah, show. Yeah, either one. Either uh, one. Lost, Lost Girl. Girl. Nope. Silk. Nope. <laughs> terrible rapid fire. Um, the gymnast. Oh, oh, rapid fire. All over me. Are we uh, still going? I don't know. I mean, you got more. I guess I can do one more. Rent. Oh, 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 oh. Yes, that covers all the LGBTQ. Um, if these walls could talk to. Him. All right, we got to stop. Otherwise, we'll be here all night. We're here all night, ladies and gentlemen. 
Yeah, I know it's it's hard to it's hard to narrow it down. It is. And to not go off so on a tangent. Damn hard. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, you know we like watching and talking about these movies and shows because it, it opens our eyes to all kinds of different relationships and ways that people interact. And for me, and I'm sure for you too, honey, like cinema is a way to to feel connected to something. And right now, I think that's what we all need. <laughs> Hell yeah. Connection and it, is paramount. You know, it, and for us, we struggled at times to be who we truly are. And it was good to see that represented on screen or TV, whatever. So, I don't know. It's kind of fun rehashing all these old movies and stuff. We hope you appreciated some of these. And hopefully you've watched it. And we hope wherever you are on your journey that you've also found solace in, in some movies and TV shows podcasts, whatever, whatever allows you to be comfortable with your own self and allows you to connect with others. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so thanks everyone. And we're all in lockdown. So maybe we gave you a few suggestions for movies or shows that you haven't seen and would like to check out. I'd love to hear from you and let us know what you think. If it's hate mail though, just send it to average swingers. (laughs) (laughs) We don't, we don't need that shit in our lives. (laughs) No hate. Anabushka. <laughs> uh, and if you want to reach out to us, you can find us sapphicswingers at gmail.com or Rosso sapphicswingers on Cassidy, Twitter, and SDC. And we look forward to hearing from you. Happy, Happy good, good quarantining! quarantining.